Okay, meeting number two, and I'm here with Reservoir and my new friend, Francois-Marie. <laughs> Hello, Rob. Uh, Francois-Marie and one of the associate partners of Reservoir Watch. And um, Reservoir um, was born or born in uh, 2017. We are now celebrating five years old of the brand. Um, the idea of Reservoir is really to, uh, to, to reproduce, um, let's say, a measuring instrument with a complication, a watchmaking complication, so a retrograde minute, um, jumping hour, and a power reserve. And this can duplicate that in different universes, such as cars, automobile, uh, aeronautic, um, submarines, uh, diving, and so on. I'm very familiar with the cars and with the diving line. I particularly love the dive watches that you do they are my favorite up until this point because i've never really experienced the aeronautique watches in person so what's the thinking behind taking a very traditional and well-worn concept like a pilot's watch and doing it in this new style um yeah we uh, it's it's totally true we have not really worked the um aeronautic uh, let's say field and uh, this year we we come with at time to watches with a novelty which is uh, basically a watch based on uh, um um let's say, first planes from the uh, First World War. So these are um, measuring instruments, very simple, but a little bit complex. And we try to reproduce um, the design of, uh, you know, like Art Nouveau uh, fig- uh, minutes, uh, figures. Uh, there is a cathedral hand uh, with a reservoir logo inside. Uh, we Usually in reservoir, we have a power reserve. There is still a power reserve in the movement, but it's hidden. That means it's less, just a lot more space to make a bigger jumping hour. So it's really simple, but uh, looks like the real measuring instrument that you have in the, in the cockpit of this, let's say, first biplane. How do you say that? <laughs> no, I really love it. And I particularly love the very vintage colorway of the one I've got in my hands right now, which has got an off-white, I'd say, ecru dial and beautiful five-minute Arabic numerals in that traditional pilot style or trench watch style, maybe more accurate. And through the back, I can see the movement. Now, tell me about the movements, because listeners of The Real Time Show love a bit of a technical deep dive. So <laughs> how did you do it? Do you make this, I guess, dial-side complication in-house, or do you have some help with that? No, we we had some help at the beginning. We are pretty new. So we um, we have watchmakers in La Chaux-de-Fonds in Switzerland. And they do um, a bespoke module, uh, which basically animates the, um, the complication. Um, it, their name is Telos Watch. They are very well-known and famous motorists. And they, they, they did basically, they, they, they built from scratch a, a, a proprietary module, but now a bespoke one. And they, they animate the uh, retrograde minutes, the jumping hour and the power reserve. They did something, they did a very beautiful work on making the retrograde minute reliable, which it's really, really tricky. They did, um, uh, we had a patent technology. If we, if for instance, you, you want to, to, to um, how do you say that? Clock side, uh, reverse clock side. Anti-clank uh, was, if you go to zero, it's disconnected. So basically you, have, you are not hurting your movement. Usually uh, if you do that with a retrograde, it's, it's a mess afterward. Okay, so what Francois-Marie is showing me right now is that as he moves the second, uh, the minute's hand back towards zero and tries to turn it anti-clockwise, the 
there's a disengagement, uh, a decoupling of the gears internally so that there's no tooth grinding, no damage to the retrograde mechanism, which would normally occur if that failsafe hadn't been put into place. One nice addition. And so afterwards you can re- re-engage it and then it's going like normal. And the second aspect that they did is when you are the retrograde, you are at 60, then the um, uh, single hands come back to zero. Here, you have a lot of energy to manage here. So, you know, the hand, when it's coming back, it's doing like this, like a vibration. <laughs> so they, they, are, they, they did a lot of injuring behind the fact of having the handle coming here and doing a very, you know, smooth, fast movement. You doesn't see it, but it's stable. And it stabilized while you have a lot of energy to, uh, to, uh, to accommodate with. And how have they done that exactly? Have they spring-loaded the minute wheel in, inside yes. the movement? We, we did, uh, and I'll show you here, uh, what we call it, uh, the school watch. <laughs> okay, so we've got like a, a dial-less watch now, so we can see the dial-side complication yes. working in, in real life. You can play with that, if you will. So um, this is a screwed crawl. You see, uh, here you have a sort of ham, yeah. we call it a ham, and then... This is this piece, which is basically the one who is doing all the work. Okay, if you've not seen reservoir watches before, the thing is, there's a central minute hand, which runs from where you would normally have about 8 o'clock, 7 or 8 o'clock, all the way around to where you would normally have 4 or 5 o'clock, and then it skips all the way back to the starting position, so it goes from 0 to 60 and then flips back to 0. Now, what we're seeing here is, as the hand creeps around the dial, a hammer cocking system loads itself, getting ready to fire into what looks to be, is that a 12-toothed wheel in the middle yeah. there, that starting yeah. wheel? And that fires the minute hand right back to the beginning and stabilizes it so there's no backlash at all in these teeth. What a remarkable complication. How long did it take to develop that? Then um, the project, we, um, the first fair we, we attended was Baselworld in 2017. Uh, we had uh, some prototype, uh, but we have not yet go, went, or we were, went, we are not at the point to go through the full development. We wait for, you know, sort of feedback from the industry, yeah. uh, like you, uh, like retailers, and uh, to understand if there is a, that, you know, sort something that, uh, okay, oh, wow. <laughs> the Huawei effect, as we call it at, the, at that time. And then afterwards, we, we went through the development up to the first pieces. I think um, globally, it was one year in terms of uh, duration of development. And how many pieces do you have in the catalog now? Uh, almost 50. No way. Yes, in five years, yes. 50 pieces, yes. Good grief. Okay, well, long may that growth continue. Thanks for taking the time to talk to me. I really appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you, Europe. Rubber and hand.